Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Mem Aleph. Daf Mem Aleph in Sukkah. Recording in progress. Now, um, yesterday we had a machlokis between Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yochanan, whether Peiros Shvius, the Peiros that have Kedusha Shvius, uh, can they be redeemed only via a sale to another person, or can they be redeemed via regular redemption? You just, you just say this is redeemed for this. So Rabbi Lezer said it's only, um, it's only via a, a sale. Either way. And each brought a Pusik uh, for a proof to themselves, and there was a Brysa for each one. Now the Gemara is going to explain that Machlokas. Amravashi, from the third line on Daf Mem Aleph. Amravashi, Machlokas, The Machlokas is only at the first redemption, meaning you have the original Peros Shvias, you have original fruits, and you are redeeming them or selling them. So Rabbi Yochanan says it could either be by a sale or by a regular redemption, an exchange. And uh, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Lazar says, no, it can only, the first one can only be by a regular sale. But it comes to the second redemption, as we said yesterday, you might take the fruits and redeem them for meat, and then you're going to take the meat and redeem them for oil or for fish or something else. Either one is okay, whether by a sale or via a regular exchange. I v'hadik tani lakach lakach. The story that we brought down with Rabbi Lezer's proof was, you know, that you took, uh, what, how do you do it? You exchange, he took the, uh, the parish fias, and with them he, brought, he bought uh, meat. And with the meat he bought uh, fish, and with the fish he bought uh, uh, wine, and with the wine he bought uh, shemenik, so on and so forth. In each case it says lokach. It doesn't say that the second time, uh, like, like Ravashi is apparently saying, that the second redemption of the third or the fourth can be done by a regular exchange. It has to be done by a sale. So Morris says, no, the truth is, the second and the, and the ones uh, following that could all be done by a regular exchange. So that's just, just, since the first one says he bought it, so the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth, etc., were all also says by bought it, but it could be by a regular redemption. In other words, he could just take it and say, this is redeemed on this money, and that's good enough. Now, we have to remember, though, everybody agreed with the Brysa that said that as opposed to Hegdish, if I give some metal uh, metal rods to Hegdish or wooden beams to Hegdish and I redeem them for money, that, that means that the wooden rods become regular, uh, unconsecrated, secular items, chulen. They don't they have a kushral as opposed to perishvias, which always, the original fruits always maintain the regular kadusha, Even though you exchange it for a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, hundredth, uh, items. The last one has the Kedusha Shvias, and the original one has the Kedusha Shvias. That's how Shemitah is different. Okay. Eisvei uh, Revil Ravashi. So Ravashi says that the Machlokas is only by the first transaction, the first redemption, but not by the later ones. Eisvei Revil Ravashi. Mishlech will sell a Shvias. person has, uh, let's call it a dollar of Shvias. A silver dollar. He's got a silver dollar of Shvias. How did you get a silver dollar of Shvias, obviously? You exchanged it, or you, you sold it, you sold Perishvias to somebody for a dollar. And under certain circumstances, we said if it's only a small amount, maybe for three meals or less, where he wasn't going to do business with it, you did it. Okay, you were allowed to do it. So Mishlech was selling Shvias. How did he have a sell Shvias? Because he had some fruits and he sold them for some money. He has a Shvias. Now, he wants to buy a shirt for Yantif. He wants to buy a shirt. Now, how does he buy the shirt? Um, the seller, the dollar that he has is 
Shvius has kedusha shvius, which means it's got to be consumed, and you can't that that can't be uh, transferred onto a shirt because a shirt's not going to be uh, um, you know it's not going to be consumed. Rashi's veini yochel v'atorah mer laochla b'sochazman v'loluschorv is that miskan? This is going the shirt's going to presumably last for a long time. So you can't take a shvius dollar and buy a shirt with it. Kesia, what should he do? He so listen, go to his friendly storekeeper. He says, listen, ten libas sell a Paris. This seller has, has Kedusha Shvius, this dollar, and I want to buy some Paris with it. Okay, so here's the dollar. Give me the, uh, here's the dollar, ten libas sell a Paris, and the Paris now will have Kedusha Shvius. The Paris left Kedusha Shvius, right? No problem with that. The seller will no longer have Kedusha Shvius because it wasn't the original fruits, obviously. It's a dollar. It's not a fruit or a vegetable or something, right? So the seller loses its, it's the money loses its uh, kedusha. The payers now have kedusha shvius. Venoslo, okay, ten libas sell the payers. Once he gives it to him, now bechozer omelo. Tell you what, he says, let me do me a favor. I want to give you back these fruits. They're kedusha shvius. Just have to eat them. You know, eat them in the next and during the season. Don't leave them over. and the storekeeper is friendly. Says, I understand what we've done here. Halachasela zub matana. I'm giving you this uh, dollar as a gift. I'm giving it to you as a gift. Now, he couldn't do it with a sale because if he did it for a sale, then we're back to the original problem. The, the dollar now would have the Kedusha Shvius. But he said, no, the Paris have Kedusha Shvius. I'm going to give you the Paris as a gift. And then, you know, with a wink in the eye, he says, okay, and I'm going to give you the dollar now as a gift. Okay, now the dollar has no Kedusha. The Paris do. So the storekeeper has to consume the Paris in the, within the season. Fine. The dollar is no kedusha, and he could do whatever he wants. This is obviously prishenu. This dollar, why? Because it couldn't be the original fruits, right? You just said before Ravashi what that everybody agrees that by the second transaction, by the second redemption, you don't have to do it with the sale. Just transfer it. So why couldn't he say, okay, this money, this dollar has Kedusha Shvius. I'm transferring it over to some Paris in my house. I don't need the storekeeper. I don't need a friend to do me a favor. Very simple. I'm just transferring it over to him. And that's the, and that's the story, right? That's it. I'm transferring it over to, this, uh, to, the, to the fruits. I'll eat the fruits. And my dollar has no longer Kedusha. Why can't he do it that way? doesn't allow that. But, right? Only by a sale, not by a regular exchange. Elam Rabashi... Ravashi now changes what he said originally. Machlokas b'prisheni. The machlokas is only by the prisheni. The machlokas between Rablez and Rabelchon is by these second and further transactions that according to Rablez can only be done by a sale, like in this case with the friend and the dollar and the payros and the storekeeper, only be done by a sale. Machlokas b'prisheni and Rabelchon says, no, it could be by a sale or by an exchange. But by the original, the original payros fees that are in the field and you want to exchange that Lose their, redeem them for something else. Could only be done by a sale and not by a, a redemption, right? And right. So the At the end of yesterday's offer, Yochanan's proof was how does he know Because it says whether it's shvius or whether it's ma'aseshani produce could be mechal on behemachayev of. So. Rameir says, Bein chaya, bein chaya, whether it's the animals are alive or dead. The Chum say, no, only it's shchutin, because we don't want it to be around. And everybody agrees that if it's a female animal, it's got to be dafka shchutin. Okay, but it says, Rameschalin. It could just be exchanged. What does he mean by that? He doesn't really mean the original payers can be exchanged 
No, the original payers of Shvius have to be only sold in order to redeem them. My Shvius to Meishvius, it means the money of Shvius. When he said, they can be exchanged for animals, and he uses the word exchange. We're not talking about the original payers. The original payers have to be sold in order to redeem them. This is the later stage, the second, the third, the fourth, fifth redemptions. That can be done by a chilu. How do we know that? My Shvius to Meishvius. If you don't say that, Meiser, Meiser Mamish, can you say that Meiser Shani means Meiser Shani literally, the fruits that you grew in Tel Aviv? Could it be, could that be what you're exchanging? No, that can't be due. The only way you could take them out of Tel Aviv, the only way you could uh, eat them in Tel Aviv by a redemption is to redeem them for coins. So it can't be that you're talking about the Meiser Shani themselves that are exchanged for animals. Can't be exchanged, Meiser Shani for animals. It's going to be exchanged for coins in Tel Aviv when you're on your way to Yerushalayim. So therefore, it must be that what are we speaking about? When you exchange them for coins and you brought them to Yerushalayim, what can you buy with them? Can you buy meat or can't you buy meat with them? Right? Or, or does, does the meat have to be uh, slaughtered or it could be even live animals? El Demei Meiser means the value of the Meiser. It can't be the original Meiser. So that's how we come out. And the Mepharshim explained that it makes sense to say what we're, what we're coming out with Ravash at the end, that everybody agrees by the first sale, the first redemption must be via sale. Why? Because if it's via regular chilul, you would think that, you know, the fact that the Shviyas always stay Shviyas, what do we say? Everybody, everybody agreed that the original parish Shvius maintain their Kedusha. You, they can never leave their Kedusha. If you exchange original parish of Shvius for uh, meat, so the meat has Kedusha, but so do the original Shvius. You exchange the meat for fish, so the fish now has the uh, Kedusha Shvius and, and not the meat, but the original parish maintain that. Why? Because, because the word chilul, that chilul, which means exchanging it, losing it, doesn't work by, by Shvius. The first one doesn't work. It's got to be only by a sale, and the sale has more... Um, it has more power, so to speak, because you have different owners now. So that's why, that's why the original redemption must be via a sale. But still, the, because the original payers maintain their Kedusha, so you don't use a Lush and so Chil doesn't make sense over there. It's got to be Dafka via a sale. But still, the first ones maintain the Kedusha, and the last one maintains the Kedusha, and the middle ones lose their Kedusha as they're exchanged from one to one. Shiva. Originally, the lulav was taken in the base of Migdash all seven days. Why? Because it says, Usmachtem lefnei Hashem elokeichem shivas yamim. So some learn, the Pashup Shat, that this is a Doraisa, that the lulav had to be taken in the base of Migdash. The lulav was, was uh, shook, was the, they took the mitzvah of lulav in the base of Migdash all seven days. It says, Usmachtem lefnei Hashem elokeichem before God, meaning in the base of Migdash. Over Medina, outside the base of Migdash, Yom Echad, only one day, because it says, Lokachtem lechem yom rishon. Only the first day is the mitzvah Doraisa of lulav. Mishachara Beis Hamikdash, time Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. His Rabbi Yochanan Zakir, Rabbi Yochanan Zakir lived at that period. He made a takana, made a decree sheyelulav mitl medina shiva zeichel Hamikdash. So he was the one who decreed that we take the lulav all seven days zeichel Hamikdash. We should remember what took place then, and we shouldn't forget. He also is metakim sheyayom hanov kula asr. We had the k'smarms in pesachim, the whole discussion about yom hanov means the day of waving. That's the day of the omer. The day they brought the carbon omer, you weren't allowed to eat chadash of grains until the carbon omer was brought. That was brought on the first day of Chalamoid Pesach, Tes Zion, Tes Zion uh, Nisan. Now, what, this, what happened was, is that in the time of the base Migdash, you could only eat chadash after the carbon omer was brought. It was called Yom Hanof, the waving, because the carbon omer had to be waved, and that's Ma'akiv. Yeah, yeah, that's indispensable. You can't, it, it, certain, certain carbonos of animals that are brought, they they uh, don't have to be, 
They're supposed to be way, but if they're not, it's not ma'akav. Here it's mashma that it is ma'akav. It's called yom anofa because the anofa uh, is is important. The the tnufa is is important. So here it was way. So he was metakin when there's no base amigdash. You have to wait. You can't eat chadash until the whole day is over, until tesayin has passed, until uh, after shkia of tesayin. That's what he says. Yom hanof, the day of the waving, kuluwaser. After there's no base amigdash. Other than time base amigdash, whenever they brought the carbon, at that point you were allowed to eat chadash. When there was no base amigdash, he was metakin that you have to wait the whole day. We'll see. We'll see. The Gemara will talk about those details. How do we know the whole concept that we do things zeichel amigdash? Why do you zeichel amigdash? When the base amigdash will be built, we'll, we'll renew the rules that we used at the time base amigdash. Why does he have to do things today zeichel amigdash? And Rabbi Yochum, it's based on a pasuk in Yirmid. I'm a krab. Kiela rucha lecha. I will restore your health. And I will heal you from your wounds. Nim Hashem says Hashem. They called you a rejected one, an outcast one. Tzioni. It's Zion. Dorish Einla has nobody seeking it. Dorish Einla Machlal Devoidrish. You have to seek it. You always have to remember Tzion. You have to do things Zechel Amigdash. This is the, the uh, Pusik indicating that the, the source for why we do things Zechel Amigdash. So we should remember how it was done then. We shouldn't forget. No. So we'll talk about this thing with the Karbana Omer. My time up. So why did he say that the whole day would be Osir? The assumption over here is that Pusik says, Pusik says in Vayikra. When it comes to the new carbon, right? It comes to the new chadash, uh, the new uh, uh, produce, right? You should bring uh, the carbon omer first. Pasuk says, um, right? You should wave the omer. The day after the first day of Pesach, that's what the drush is. You find a coin. You bring a carbon, you bring an animal. The mincha, which is the, the main carbon omer, is the mincha over here. Salt of Shemanisha. It's brought, it's, uh, the, this is brought with um, uh, the, the carbon omer is brought with Shemanisha, uh, but it's brought with barley, I think. That's right, with barley, not with uh, wheat. So here's the possible we want that the lechem koli v'karma, all the new grains, should not be eaten at etzamayomase until this very day. So there's a steer here. It says on the one hand, at etzamayomase until the very day. Well, the day occurs in the morning. Etzam means the etzimushayom. Well, as soon as we hit the alosa shachar, it's the day. And then it says, until you bring the carbon. So which one is it? So the drush is, bismad basically, when you bring the carbon, you can't eat harash until you bring the carbon. If you didn't, if there's no base amigdash, then it's until the very day. So basically, bismanase, you would say that when there's no carbon brought, you could you could eat uh, chadash on as soon as the uh, day started. So here's here's the so but but Rabbi Yochanan Zaka was mataka. No, you can't eat it the whole day. You got to wait till the end of the day. Why? My time is says Gemara. Hey, everybody, base amigdash. Let the base amigdash speedily be rebuilt in our day. Biomru, and people will say. Last year, didn't we eat it at the beginning? Right, you know, the, right in the morning we ate. In other words, since we're used, unfortunately, to be, there being no base amigdash, and we would eat right in the morning, based on the pasuk of etz amayomazeh, so in the base amigdash, we're afraid that we'll also start eating more. We won't wait, to, we won't wait for the carbon to be brought. Last year, when there was no middle base amigdash, the light of the east, in other words, the first light, was matter us to eat, permitted us to eat, uh, the chadash, uh, the new grain. Hash, the dika base migdash, omer matin. Now the carbon omer is what's matter. 
Okay, so that's why, so that's what he's saying here is that on, uh, based on the pasuk, you could really, when there's no basic meat, you could eat right in the morning. However, we're afraid the basic meat will hopefully be rebuilt very soon. And people will always remember, we used to eat right in the morning, they'll eat in the morning thing, and then they're not allowed to until the carbon is brought. So therefore, he said, you know what? Wait the whole day. But why do we have to wait the whole day? Let's think about it. Dave Namus, when would the base meat be rebuilt? If the base meat was built that very day, on the 16th, but according to the Pasuk, I'd add something almost right in the morning it's mutter. So, right in the morning, the first morning of Chalamoy Pesach, right, the 16th day of, of uh, Nisan, right in the morning it's mutter. Okay, 10, 11 o'clock, the base of is rebuilt, is rebuilt, fine, but it was already mutter before. Next year we'll worry about bringing the, you know, waiting for the carbon to be brought, but here it's already mutter. Let's say it was brought on the 15th day. We'll talk about how can you build it on the 15th day if it's a Yantif. So, so wait a minute. Okay, so it was built on the 15th day. That means on the 16th day, there was already a base of English there, so they bring the carbon. So, if that's the case, why do you have to wait till the end of the day? Why wait till the end of the day? I understand where Rabbi Yochum Zakai says, uh, don't eat at the beginning of the day because you're afraid the base of will be rebuilt, and they'll forget and they'll eat at the beginning of the day too. Okay, so if the base of English is rebuilt, so they should be able to eat it from noon. The people in the, near the base of can see when the carbon's brought. If they brought it at 10 in the morning, they could eat at 10 in the morning. If they live in Haifa and they didn't have communications in those days, they didn't know when the carbon's brought, they can rest assured that by noon it was brought. Right? The Bezden is not Mesatzel. It probably means the Bezden of the of the Kohanim there, they're not lazy. They make sure, you know, everybody's waiting to be able to eat the grain, as we said, as we learned over there, that, you know, the storekeepers already had the grain ready to go. They're just waiting for the signal that the carbon was brought. So by noon, it was definitely mutter. So what's the problem? Why would you have to wait till the end of the day? If Menatori, you're allowed to eat in the beginning of the day. And Rabbi Yochman Zakeh said, well, we're afraid that base will be built and you'll still eat the beginning of the day. You didn't wait for the carbon. So wait till noon. So let's read it. The Ivni Balaila. It was built that very night, middle of the night. The night from the 15th into the 16th was built, Inami Samachash Gizcham, or it was built right before Shkia of the 15th, and there was no time to prepare the barley. They had to go out in the field, cut down the, om, cut down the barley, prepare it, dry it off, sift it uh, 13 times, get it real fine, make sure it's all ready to go. That wouldn't be enough. So they, 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 you're right. Normally, the, when there's a base of Mikdash, the Kohanim, they make sure that they bring it by noon. But in this very case, we're concerned, we're concerned that maybe it'll, the base of will be built right that very moment, the night going into the 16th. And uh, that's the case. They have to go out and get the barley and prepare it. And they may not be able to do it by noon that day. It might take the whole day to bring it. And therefore, they said, wait. Therefore, Bechman Zaki said, you have to wait the whole day. And Rashi brings down the obvious question. How can you build it at night? We will and on Yantif, you don't bring it either. And the 15th is Yantif. It's first day Pesach. So the answer is that's, a, that's if it's built by human, by the human, uh, by humans, by we build it. However, the third base of it's built and completely in order. Uh, it's going to be plopped down. Right? We're not going to have to have a fight with the Arabs about uh, who's going to build it, whose place is it. It's going to come right down. Psh, crush their whole, crush their mosque, right? It's going to just come right down and bury the mosque underneath it, right? So 
there's no question. So then there's not a problem. It's going to come in Hashemayim. So it can happen even. Uh, it's not something. It's not, it's not something we have to build on Yontif, or it's going to happen at night. We can't build it, but it's going to happen automatically. Okay. So that's fine. So so we understand now what happened. At this point, we're saying that normally, when there's no base you could build, you could eat in the morning. But uh, we're afraid the base of will be built. There won't be time. So therefore, he says, wait the whole day. Says the Gemara. Rav says no. The reason why he says wait the whole day is not because we're afraid the base of will be rebuilt. And when it's rebuilt, it'll be rebuilt right that very day, the night before, and there won't be time to do it and to bring the barley and all that. He says no. Rabbi Yechman Zakai went with the same, same sheet of Rabbi Yehuda, who was generations later, but he was a student. He was a student of a student of Rabbi Yechman Zakai. And Rabbi Yehuda said, Amr menatora hu aser. No. But it says, when it says, it does not mean the very day from the beginning, but it means the very day at the end of the day. It's got to be the whole day. Menatora aser. The Pusik says, Ad until the very day, until the whole day has passed, until the whole very day has passed, which means the end of the day. So it doesn't mean, I mean, it says until the 16th, it doesn't mean until the beginning 16th, or the end of the 16th. No, it means the end of the 16th. Okay, so that's what's going on over here. So Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai said, no, when there's no base of English, you got to wait the whole day, because that's what the Pesach indicates. Does Rabbi Yudah really go, or does Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai go like, Hey, the student of a student who says it, but he argued with him to Tanan. Mishachah Beis Amigdash, right? Misha says, the Tan Beis Amigdash was destroyed. Like our Misha, it's our Mishnah, right? But he brings down that there's another Mishnah that says it also, different things that he was metakin. From the time Beis Amigdash was destroyed, right? Our Misha just brings it down like incidentally. Mishachah uh, Beis Amigdash talks about the Lulav, and he also mentioned no, but we have the Mishnah also in Rosh Hashanah says the same thing. His Rambam actually enough kolaser. Amal Rabbi Yudah. So now we continue the conversation. Rabbi Yudah said to him, doesn't necessarily mean low. You see, many times he had, he didn't say it to him directly, presuming because he was generations later. I don't think he lived at the same time. But Rabbi Yudah said to that sheet of Alom Torah what do you mean, Rabbi Yechimazaka was metak and he decreed? It's also metatora to sabbatz etzam yomazeh aditzumash yom until the very day, and it means ad abichal. The answer is Rabbi Yehudu the Katar. Rabbi Yehudu made a mistake in understanding Rabbi Yochanan's takana. What happened? Who the Katar? Who suffer? He thought right. He suffered rabbanan kamer. Rabbi Yechimazaka hiskin. He made a takana like a takana drabbanan. He says, what do you mean metakana drabbanan that you can't eat it the whole day when there's no base hamigdash? You can't eat chodesh until the end of the day. It's doraisa because it says ad etzam yomazeh ad Below, it's not true. Midaraisa comer. Rabbi Yochum and Zaka also meant it's a raisa. Ivo Hiskin comer says he decreed. My Hiskin Dorish Viskin. He darshan the Pusik of Adetsa Madam, Adetsa Mayomazeh, and he darshan Adad Bechal. Notice he just decreed based on his drush. He doesn't mean that it was a Rabbanan. He just, this is how he interpreted the Torah. So there's two ways to understand his Takana. Either it was a Takana because he was afraid that the basement will be built and people will start eating anyway in the morning, or because he darshan the Pusik like Rabbi Yudah darshan the generations later. Rabbi Yudah Rasha points out as a Talmud of a Talmud of Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai. Says the Mishnah, Yontav Rishon Shachag Shachel Yis B'Shabbos. When we say Yontav Rishon Shachag, it indicates, sounds like there's another Yontav. There's a Yontav Rishon, Yontav Achron, right? Sometimes Shemini Yatzeris is called Yontav Achron Shelachag, right? We have that. However, we're talking about here about the Lulav, so it can't be. Everybody knows on Shemini Yatzeris, you don't take the Lulav, right? So this goes along with what we said the other day in Daf Lamed Ches, uh, that was on Shabbos's Daf, when the Gemara said, We're talking about Shabbos. We don't mean Yantav Shani Shalgalios. Yantav Shani refers to Chalamoy. And it was at the beginning of the parak we all said that, back in Chavtes, when we said there, 
Why is a lulav a gazel no good? So Gemara says mitzvah ba'avera. But what does he mean by yontif sheni? He means chalamai. Because on Sukkot there's only one day of yontif, and the other six days are chalamai. We call the seventh day shana rabba. Fine, we that's zechamigz. We'll see the aravas, but it's all chalamai. So what's that yontif sheni there? Yontif sheni doesn't mean the second day of yontif or the second yontif at the end day. Yantif Sheni is also, Chalamar also means Yantif Sheni. In any case, here Yantif Rishon Shachag, Shachayif Shabbos. The first day of Sukkot came out on Shabbos, which happens, right? This Manazeh, we don't take the Lulav at all. And there's no Lulav Daraisa that day, that year. Right? See, Yantif Rishon Shachag, Shachayif Shabbos. What did they do in those days? In those days, they took the Lulav on Shabbos, right? Lulav is only Muktza. So uh, originally, this is a Daraisa, before they made a Takana, you, you, like the chauffeur, lest you come to carry it on Shabbos, so they took the Lulav. But how did they take the lulav to shul? It was Shabbos. They couldn't carry. They were not going to be matzer uh, a lav da rice, and this is the rice of carrying on Shabbos in the street. See, before Shabbos, they would take their lulav to the shul. The next day, mashkim and a boy kolecha, they were all a boy, they would come to shul. Each person knew, you know, his lulav. He recognized it. He put a tag on it or something. But no clue. Why? Why did you have to use your own? They show mecham enam yotzei chavasa b'yadiantavrishim below v'shachavero. As we learned the pasuk before, we'll say it again in the Gemara here now. Lachem, it's got to be yours, right? So every, the next day, each person had to get his own lulav. He couldn't just take somebody else and say, "What's the difference? They're all lulav and they're all kosher, right? They all have ashgacha." No, you can't. You got to be yotzei with yours. So they brought him the day before. They put a simon on it. They brought him to shul. The next morning, they came and they each one found his own. The other days of uh, Sukkot, you could use somebody else's. Okay, that's the story with the lulav. In those days, before they made the takana, you shouldn't take it on Shabbos. In those days, they took the lulav on Shabbos, but they couldn't carry, so they took him to shul before. The first day, the, the same case where you, the first day of Sukkot came out on Shabbos. By mistake, you didn't take it to shul the day before. You were going to shul, you forgot, you forgot, you forgot that it was Shabbos, you were so anxious to do the mitzvah, and you carried in Shushas Rabbim, even though you were a shogeg on Shabbos, which, uh, a show, a Shabbos, which is a chiv of kares, if you do something with shogeg, we learn yechai v'chatas, it's part of mechatas, neshosia b'shus, that's called tabed var mitzvah, he made a mistake, he rabbi Yossi also tabed mitzvah shogeg, even var kares, you're part of the carbon. That's rabbi Yossi's chiddush, that it's what's called tabed var mitzvah, below us a mitzvah, or on his way to do a mitzvah, he's putter from the, from the uh, and he did an Avera, basically, he told bar mitzvah, did an Avera, he doesn't have to bring a carbon chatos. How do we know that it's got to be yours? It's a whole business about each person brought, they brought it before Yontif, and they found their own, they told about lakachtam, it's a Lashon and plur. it doesn't say v'lakachta, it says v'lakachtem, Farshim say, what do you mean? Every mitzvah you got to do your own, Right, tefillin, does it say you got to put on, everybody has to put on their own tefillin? Of course, every mitzvah is for everybody. Why would you think that you, one's yotzeh? One of the reasons they're brought down is because the lulav keep, is, a, is a bracha for the mayim, so it's like a carbon, so you think a well, carbon could be one for everybody. He says, no, everybody has to bring their own, their own. Each person has to take lulav, has the mitzvah, lulav take himself, every person, right? At least males, right? It's mitzvah, seh, shizman, grama. Lachem, 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 lachem is a drasha, lachem, it's got to be yours. So you can't use, the first day, you can't use a barred one or a stolen one. And Rashi says, Lachem is mashma. Lachem is mashma, that it's yours, it's got to be yours. Here, the rabbi said, from this is the source of rabbi said, You're not yotzi with somebody else's lulav. 
Unless the guy gave it to him as a gift. If he gave it to him as a gift, then it's his. Somebody can give you as a gift, then it's yours. You don't have to buy it, but it has to be yours. Now it tells you a famous story indicating this. My story, the story of Rabbi Malil, Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Lezman Azai, and Rabbi Kiva. It shows you all, they all lived at the same time. Rabbi Lezman Hirkus also lived around that time, so they all lived in the same time. Shayubam Espina, they came on a boat. It could be this was on one of their trips when they came back from Rome to plead their case to the Romans, but they came back on a boat. And it was the first day of Sukkot, and they didn't have a lulav. Elrin Mulil, or Mulil Bavad, he was the one at one of the stops, he must have bought a lulav. Shalaku Belafzuz, he paid a thousand zuz, a fantastic amount of money for this lulav. Natlo Rabbi he, Rabbi Mulil took it, he was Yotze, Yotze Bo, notice he first took it for himself, he was Motsi himself. Vinaslam Bishu, he gave it to Bishuab Matan as a gift. Natlo Bishuab Yatsa, Bishuab took it and made a bracha, Tilas Lulav, and he made a bracha, and he was Yotze. Then Venus Lord Blazar Mazaya. Rabbi Shua gave it to Mazaya Matana as a full gift. Not the Blazar Mazaya Biyatsa when he was Yotze. Venus Lord Matana, Rabbi Kiva gave it to Kiva. Not the Rabbi Kiva Yotze. But zero, then he gave it back to Mulil. Lama the man was, why does he have to give back to, why does he have to give it back to Mulil? Mulil was Yotze already. Milsa, Agaborcha Kamashma teaches something about Tana Maslahasa Shema Matana. That even though it was given back to him, meaning he meant to give it to him, it's yours to use on the condition you give it back to me. That it's still considered a matana. You can't say, well, it's just, it's just a joke. It's not really, it's just a yeah, fake. Uh, it's not really a gift. No, a gift that I'm giving to you, Almanas, that you're going to give it back to me, it's still a full gift that's considered yours 100% while you use it. Kihad Rav Rava said, Haluch Esrik Man says, Reuven says to Shimon, here, take the Esrik, Almanas, you give it back to me. Not Yatsvo. Shimon took him with Yotza the mitzvah. Zero, if he returned it to him, Yatsa, because he fulfilled the obligation. And he was the Shimon was Yotze, even though he returned it because a Matan is a Matan Lo Zero. If Shimon kept it, Lo Yotze retroactively he wasn't Yotze at all. Why? Because it was stolen. They, I'm giving it to you, Almanas. You're going to give it back to me. If you don't give it back to me, I'm not giving it to you. So that means it was stolen. So retroactively, Shimon wasn't Yotze. Lama the Meim Shalak was why does he tell me he bought Mulio bought it for a thousand zuz? to show you how the mitzvahs were chavav to them, how, how uh, they were so de- the mitzvahs were so dear to him that he spent a thousand zuz. Even Farshim say, what do you mean? If he was very wealthy, you're supposed to use up to up to a fifth of your assets you're supposed to spend on the esro, on any mitzvah. So what's the chiddush here? So some say the chiddush is that uh, the thousand zuz was more than a fifth of his assets. Or the Kiddush is, is that even though he was considered, even though he was poor, even though it was, maybe it wasn't, but since he was, they were on the road, and they were on a boat, they're considered poor, and if they're poor, uh, they're like poor people, even though he were poor, they didn't refrain from spending that much money, uh, they're not refrain from spending that much money. And some say that the Kiddush is that he gave it the Tuvlev. In other words, it wasn't just that the Kiddush is that he spent that much money, but you're supposed to give the money, not saying, oh boy, I'm doing it, look how much money I'm wasting on this. No, 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 he did it for Tuvlev, he was happy to spend the money. In any way, in any case, you see Kamimitzah's Chavalev, that it was so dear to him that he spent a, a fantastic amount of money on the Lulav, and you see that you can give it to somebody else, and gives it back to you, etc. Omalei Mar Barameh Melavashi. Abot Tzlik Matzlibay. He would daven with it. He held on to it davening. Whenever he davened the whole day, like basically saying, even when he said Shman Esrei, he held on to the Lulav and Esrei. Meisvei. We learn it. We, how can that be? You shouldn't hold things while you're davening. Why? Because you're going to be so worried that you're going to drop it or ruin it or whatever that uh, you're not going to proper kavana for tefillah. 
you shouldn't hold tefillin in your hand. Obviously, you're wearing them. It's okay. You're supposed to. But you shouldn't hold them in your hand. Or a Sefer Torah, or holding, holding a Sefer Torah, and you certainly shouldn't, when you're wearing them, you shouldn't, certainly should not urinate. And you shouldn't sleep when you're holding them. Not a regular sleep or not even dozing off. Because uh, that's because of uh, passing gas, uh, even if he's wearing him. Amr Shmuel, Sakim Vakar, Kikar Mos, Arel Kiyotzman. You also should not hold a knife, a dish of food, a loaf of bread, or money while you're davening, because you're so afraid that the knife will fall and cut your feet. You're so afraid you'll drop the food and ruin the food. The kicker that the loaf will, will get ruined when it falls on the ground or the money will uh, scatter all over the place. You're not going to have proper kavana. That's how Rashi learns the problem is the reason is you won't have kavana. So how can you hold the lulav while you're starting Shemon Esrei? Aren't you afraid you'll drop it and then that'll affect your kavana for the Shemon Esrei? So the answer is, Hasam la mitzvah There you're doing, when you're davening, there's no mitzvah to hold these things while you're davening. Right to hold all these various items. So therefore, since you're not performing the mitzvah, your mind you're afraid that your mind will be distracted because you're going to be worried about holding things. Vitarbu, and you're you're going to be occupied, preoccupied with holding these items. And But here, since you're happy to do the mitzvah, you're holding the lulav on on sukkahs, and you're davening, and that's part of the mitzvah. That's not going to distract from your kavana. You're not, it's not, you're not preoccupied with it, with something else. That's part of the mitzvah. Part of davening on Yantif is holding the uh, the lulav. This was the minig of the people Yerushalayim. A person would leave his house whenever a person would walk out of his house on Sukkot. The love holding the lulav. Obviously, the whole wreath, everything. The lulav and esri. Basically, on the way to shul, love biyado. Kari Kriyashma, he said, Kriyashma, Muspalo, and he said, Shmanesre, love of Yado. Kari Betorah, Venoseus Kapov. If he had a read in the Torah or he had a duchet, Menichol Gabekaka, then, then he put it down on the ground. Respectfully, but he put it down on the ground. Obviously, if he was duchening, his hands had to be used for the duchening. And Kari Betorah also, Rashi says, because he has to open it and close it. Mepharshim says that from here is, you see the minute that a person who reads in the Torah should hold on to the Eitz Chaim, hold on to it. Uh, because he says when he reads the Torah, you have to put it down because your hands should be on the Torah. He's uh, to do a mitzvah of Bikr Cholom and Acham Avelim to comfort the, uh, the, those in mourning. Love uh, Yadah. Whenever he's going to mitzvahs, whenever he's doing anything, he's always holding the Lula. Nicholas Beis Medrash, he comes into the Beis Medrash, and there he has to have Kavana for learning. So there, Torah Bishmaita, I'm afraid now it might fall out of his hands. Then Then he sends the lulav home because he has to be learning. My What's the chiddush of also? How they were eager uh, and diligent uh, to do the mitzvahs that they held on to the mitzvah whenever they could during the whole uh, day of circus. All right, we'll pick it from here tomorrow. Mitzvah Shem and Bez Hashem will start the new parak. Have a good day, everybody. Call to.